Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. This week I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. I'm going to come to Matt first. Matt, what was your football moment of the week? Thanks, Duncan. Thanks for doing moment rather than highlight. Um, because I, I always choose like a negative thing. And my negative thing is uh, trying to support Brighton this weekend, um, to hoping they'll keep some clean sheets and then seeing them lose. Uh, not just like a couple of goals, but absolutely spanked by Bournemouth 5-0. Um, they, they don't look like a very good team. I think they're, they're staying in the Premier League just because there's three other teams that are somehow even worse. Um, but yeah, comically bad effort to try and stay in the league. Yeah, they were awful. And for I'm pretty sure this is only like the the hardcore FPL, uh, you know, active on Twitter and who take the game really seriously that have really backed this Brighton defence. I'm sure most most of the casual managers are just thinking, oh, you know, our Captain Aguero or something like that or Sterling, which would make most sense. But watching that game, you're so right. It was just like, why have we yes, done it, this? Why have we all yeah. Captain Duffy? It was the ultimate sort of uh, form versus like uh, fixtures debate and uh, form definitely won that one. It uh, doesn't matter how easy the fixture looks. Uh, if your team's rubbish, then you can still get spanked. We should say we're recording on Sunday night just after the Liverpool-Chelsea game. So obviously, Brighton still have a game to play and it's a really good one at home to Cardiff, who are a goal shy. Um, so, I mean, hopefully, do you see them getting, do you see Shane Duffy or Matt Ryan and co getting a, a clean sheet out of that? Um, well, as long as Cardiff continues to never get a penalty, um, then yeah, definitely. I'd set, I'd set yeah. off for anything more than zero points at this point. <laughs> you'd, set, you'd settle for a one-pointer from your captain. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, they could go negative. If, if Duffy or Dunk or Matt Ryan had got booked in that game, we'd be looking at negative points. So. Do you know what? Hindsight is such a beautiful thing. I was sitting there this week once, uh, you know, I was listening to that game on the radio because I couldn't find um, anywhere to watch it. And it was, I just sat there thinking, this is the greatest opportunity missed for a deferential uh, captaincy against, you know, the top 10,000, the top, you know, 20,000, whatever, the serious managers left. Because so many people have, have gone with this idea of, you know, me included, um, Brighton defence and Brighton defensive captains. It was such a good week to put it on, uh, you know, Lucas Moore. Sterling or... Well, I think that's... that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a bit out there. But just on a safer, normal, you know, high-value player captain. Yeah. Um, like a Salah or Mane even, too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, thank you for that low light, Matt. Ben, can you lift our spirits with a with a with another moment? Oh, yeah. I think uh, this one will definitely lift people's spirits. Um, was the Burnley-Cardiff game. I don't know if you guys saw um, perennial wind-up merchant Ashley Barnes, who I think you, you love to hate, Duncan. Um Went in with a bad challenge with uh, the Cardiff defender, I think Joe Bennett is his name. And then, you know, they, they do that thing where they, they uh, confront each other, put their heads together. And then Ashley Barnes kissed him, not once, but twice. He went for the double kiss, um, which I thought was just hilarious. Um, good on Bennett for not, he didn't, he didn't react or anything, but um, maybe he was just in, like, in shock. <laughs> I mean, kiss by Ashley Barnes twice. 
for that. That was my football moment of the week. I I just I absolutely loved that moment. I thought um I thought there was there was no way that Ashley Barnes could be like more aggressive than taking it to you know a headbutt kind of uh, rutting stag kind of thing that all footballers do, but they're taking it to another level of aggression where you're you're taking the piss out of him by kissing him on the head while the other guy's really wound up. You're just like, I'm, I'm not even bothered. Come on, I'll, I'll give you give you a little smooch on the head. Um, oh, yeah, I do love to hate him. What a what a hero bastard. <laughs> um, my football highlight of the week, um, straight after watching the Liverpool Chelsea game. My first thought is Salah's goal and just generally Mo Salah because I do love Mo Salah and I like to see him do well. And it's been painful having him in my team and watching him over the last, I don't know, 10 game weeks or so when he's kind of struggled and he's miscontrolled and he's been slow. But just seeing him absolutely wallop it into the top corner, um, it was awesome. And yeah, I, I'm, I don't have kind of allegiances for the title race I, I do I would prefer to see Liverpool win it but I, I was really swayed by um, just the Liverpool fans singing his name and the atmosphere at the stadium was pretty amazing so yeah that was a good one but apart from that also sneaking in another one Arsenal versus Napoli just the way that Arsenal approach big games at home under Emery this season has been such a massive highlight for me such a big change they're just like like uh Mourinho was asking for, was it like wild dogs or rabid dogs or something like that? That's how Arsenal play in those games. Like Ramsey and Torreira just all over them. Like, yeah, just just an awesome kind of momentum to the team. A shame that Lacazette and Aubameyang were, were not on the same page as the rest of the team. But yeah, just um, so nice to see Arsenal really going for it and pressing teams so much. Um, so looking forward to the second leg. Um, shall we move on and have a look at our game weeks? Um, who's first out of you two? I think I've got the highest points, but I'm going to let one of you guys go first. So is it you, Matt? No, I think it's Ben. Ben, how was your game week? Uh, so I have currently 36 points and I, I wildcarded this week. So um, quick rundown on my team. I have, I basically went with players who have something left to play for so I went with Lloris and Youngmin Son from Tottenham I got three City players Laporte Aguero Sterling Sterling Braced which was uh, good today Um, I went with two Liverpool players Mane and Trent Um, I benched Trent unfortunately but Mane scored and I think we'll get uh, some bonus today as well and then I kind of filled the rest of my team with (laughs) I think as we've discussed Brighton defenders, so I got Duffy and Dunk, and I captain Duffy. Um, I saw some funny tweets on who knew that captaining a 4.7 defender from Brighton would go so wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> here we are. Um, I, th- I also have two Wolves players. I, I was a little bit worried that Wolves um, might be on the beach, and they didn't do a great job this week, so I have Jota and Jimenez. I think Southampton will still... Um, have something to fight for. So I went with Gunn in goal and Benderek. So doubled up on their defenders. And then as kind of a one-week pun, I went with Camarasa. So it hasn't paid off yet. 
Um, they had a couple of good penalty shouts, I think, in that game, but obviously were not given. So we'll see if Camarasa can do anything. And then my final spot, who hasn't played yet, is Lacazette. Um, hopefully he will start against Watford and hopefully he finds his uh, shooting boots. So yeah, that's my team, 36 points. I think uh, I haven't podded for a while. And in, the, in, in that while, I've managed to go up from... I was really out of it. I was like 110, 120K in the world. And then in two weeks, basically through um, my uh, triple captain, and um, I went from 120K to 50K. So that's been a good improvement in two weeks. I think this week I'll probably drop down to, I think it's predicting around the 60K range. So, yeah, I feel like uh, I'm glad to come back in the top 100K, and I'm hoping the bench boost uh, next week will will push me up further. Yeah, and following your wildcard as well, surely a, a little bit of a bump for the rest of the season, so looking good for you. I mean, just one question for you. I did the same thing. I left my Liverpool defender third of my bench and played Laporte. What was your thinking behind that? Because I'm, I'm kicking myself for doing that. Yeah, I think it's probably just a hindsight thing. Um, I really backed City to keep a clean sheet against Palace. Um, I didn't. I didn't see the Palace goal, but it's Matt's guy, uh, Millie, who scored again. <laughs> which is Wish really I kept annoying. him now. He's so yeah. good. Um, and I think just because I was on the wild card, I I just had so many defensive options with doubling up on Brighton defenders. So yeah, I, I put Trent last, but probably one of those hindsight things because like Hazard should have scored today. He had like two chances where he should have scored. So yeah. Um, if he puts one of those in, I'm not really regretting my decision. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. That was pretty, pretty much um, only Crystal Palace's only shot as well that went in today. So they were a bit jammy to get one goal. Yeah, and they're goal shy at home this season as well, aren't yeah, they? So the logic was so, sound. It just yeah, didn't come off. Yeah. How about you, Matt? How was your game week? Um, so I'm on 32 at the moment. Um, so it's slightly frustrating game week uh, but just to go through my teams that were bolstered in the wild card so um, in goal I went for Ryan uh, because he's got two games but obviously just zero points so far and Foster um, is on the bench uh, ready for the double game week next week uh, Captain Duffy as well so gone double Brighton that's not worked out yet uh, did put Robertson on my team so that did work out so that's quite nice but then also went for Trippier um, who was, who was uh, rested for Spurs I, mean, I always thought it was a risk, but um, I, I don't know. I thought Aurier being injured that he stood sort of a pretty good chance of, of playing, but they, in the end, Pochettino rested almost the entire Tottenham team, so um, he didn't play in the end. Um, I also went Ericsson and Son from Tottenham. Um, so they got points at least. Son was on the bench, but came on and, and got an assist, so that was okay. Uh, Sterling uh, got my main points this week, um, and I got uh, Camarasa as well for the cheeky punt this week. Um, and Decore is on my bench from midfield uh, for, for, for next week and the double for, for Watford as well. And then up front, I went Jimenez, got Lacazette to play. And I thought I'd keep Jamie Vardy because he seemed on such great form. Um, he, he missed a one-on-one, unfortunately. Uh, so what, what might have been. And so I need, now need to think about maybe subbing him out because he's just, he's just a single game weaker for the for next week. Um, so yeah, all in all, not bad, but 
probably going to fall down the rankings. So from 20, 24th K at the moment, probably around 25 to 20 to 30K, I reckon. Just um, a question for you on your team that you set up on your wildcard. I know a lot of people have built their teams thinking they'll plan in a transfer that they're going to make for double game week or the big double game week in 35, but you've got Vardy in there and Camarasa. So are you planning on maybe taking a hit or are you planning on maybe leaving one of those guys in? So, yeah, I was going to see how this game week went to see if either's on form at all, um, to see if I want to take a hit or I was tempted maybe because Vardy's got Watford away that might still be worth playing him. Um, but then I'm, I think it's uh, West Ham, West, West Ham away. What did I say? Yeah, so West Ham away. Um, so he, they, they played quite well actually against Man U. So maybe that's not such a great fixture to captain, uh, not captain, play, play him in. Um, but it's just it's basically just a choice um, between Camarasa and Vardy, or where I want to take a four point hit. Um, and I feel okay with that. It's sort of a level of flexibility. I've got funds in the bank that I can move them around if I want to. Um, and if I yeah, if I don't want to move, then I can sort of uh, maybe get on top, uh, Liverpool assets um, the game week after um, and just convert them, convert them that way. Yeah, just hold it and then two transfers for game week 36. Yeah, that's right. And get some, uh, I don't know, Firmino, Mane, something like that in. Yeah, yeah, solid strategy. Um, just if you can hold off pressing that button. Um, for my team, I'm on 42 points so far. I uh, I went all in. Um, FPL community advice on three Brighton and captaining Duffy. So I've got Duffy, Dunk, and Ryan. Um, three players with a total of zero, uh, <laughs> including my captain. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Um, fingers crossed for that Cardiff game um, because I've I've backed them <laughs> big style. Apart from that, like I said, Laporte I played. Um, I went for a couple of slight differentials this week my biggest differential was bringing in Lucas Moura um, which is awesome got me the hat trick and um, has really helped my game week this week I thought I just thought he was guaranteed to play um, he'd look good um, I think he'd scored in the previous game that I'd seen him in um, against Liverpool away um, and just generally looked quite sharp hadn't played a huge amount of minutes recently um, and I know early in the season when Kane was out he looked quite good with Urente sometimes so that worked out really well obviously Huddersfield at home um, with a bit of hindsight I should have said okay Vardy last week scored two goals and assist against Huddersfield you know tactic is captain the player who is playing against either Huddersfield or Fulham if it's one of those guys at home even better um, and I should have gone should have remembered that and captained um, Lucas Moura but to be honest, I was more keen on Ericsson and Son. I thought they were more nailed on and uh, more likely to get points. So brought those guys in as well. And then I went De Bruyne over Sterling because I didn't think Sterling would play. And I thought De Bruyne has been looking great recently. I think I mentioned that on um, on the last pod about play- key players. He was one of the first on my team sheet. I just think he's been looking really good. And even though he's really, really deep, um, you know, dead balls and stuff like that and um, through balls, I think he's been looking really impressive. So annoying that Sterling actually turned out to to play, I think, the full game against Pass, having played the full game uh, against Tottenham in the Champions League, which I didn't expect. 
um, I thought maybe Bernardo Silva would come come in. Um, so three points difference, not much difference, but even better would, would have been to have both of them. Um, that would have been a huge differential this week. Up front, I went with uh, Lacazette, who's still to play, despite um, me thinking that he didn't very play very well against Napoli. I just know that Watford uh, concede a lot of shots and um, might have their eyes elsewhere. So hopefully he can do something. Um, and Dini as well, because I know he loves playing against Arsenal and it's at home and he seems to be in quite a good uh, period at the moment. Um, scored in the FA Cup final, seems really pumped up. So uh, maybe with Socrates um, suspended, we might see Mustafi back in. And we know that uh, Dini from last season went in on the challenge and said in his interview, you know, he didn't fancy it. So I, I kind of see that happening again, maybe. Um, and then Jimenez, who I'm sure most people have in their teams as well. Um, yeah, so pretty good week. Looking forward to the next game for Brighton. Um, and yeah, very happy about Lucas Moura. Um, shall we move on and go straight into the double game week fixtures for 35, guys? Let's take a quick break and then come back with that. Game week 35 the big double game week of the season. We're all looking forward to it. Most of us have our teams set up already with a wild card. A lot of people don't, but even if you do or you don't, you still have transfers to play this week. So we're going to take a look through the fixtures. We've ranked them instead of going through team by team, like we or fixture by fixture, like we'd normally do. We're going to go through team by team. And I've used the fantasy football scout, um, members area to rank the fixtures in 35 by the best fixtures first so the first team up is Watford uh, with their fixtures of Huddersfield away and Southampton at home and this one's for Ben Ben who do you think are the key players for Watford and are you going to bring some of them in yeah so I didn't choose any Watford players on my wild card but I, I think I may um, want to bring some of them in I think I just wanted to see how they they were going to play against Arsenal. So we're, we're potting before the Arsenal game um, because I'm just wondering if they're going to take it easy um, up to the FA Cup final or if they're going to try and keep sharp and competitive. Um, so basically tr- just trying to figure out if they're, they're still playing hard or not. Um, if, they, if they do put in a good performance against Arsenal... These are really these are two really good fixtures. I think definitely the Huddersfield one is better, just because um, Huddersfield are terrible, um, but also Southampton still have a lot to play for in terms of um, the relegation battle. Um, I think the the players I'm looking at are Delafeu. Um, I think he he came off in the FA Cup semi final, but trained this week, so interested to see if he starts tomorrow. And he's a really good price of five point six. Um, so he's one I'm looking at. I know other people are thinking about Decore and Pereira, who who have more points than Delafeu, probably more consistent, but maybe less explosive. Um, so they're also at a good price. Decore five point nine, Pereira six point oh, and then and then uh, I think a lot of people, you included, Duncan, have Dini up front. He's also a really great price of five point nine. Um, so yeah, I think plenty of options. I think some people have defenders, so I think that's probably a good shout as well. Um, ben Foster and goal. I've noticed a couple of people have Cathcart at 4.5. Uh, 
I think Hollobass is injured or suspended or something. Um, not sure what he is. Do you guys know? I think he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. So he he would have been a good option just because of his crossing and set pieces. But yeah, I think if if you see a good performance by Watford and they don't um, against Arsenal, I think definitely a good shout to bring in some of their players um, for the double game week. Yeah, I think those are all good calls. Those are the solid picks at Watford. You mentioned the defence for Watford. Looking at the fixtures, these would, I would say, would be the best uh, fixtures for defence. I mean, the best fixtures overall, but, you know, Huddersfield, normally you think you're going to get a clean sheet there. And then a home game against Southampton is not bad as well. But my concern with Watford is that they haven't kept a clean sheet in the last six games before, um, you know, not including the Arsenal game. Um, and they concede a hell of a lot of shots. So that's why I didn't go with Foster and Goal for my wild card. But I know that they do have a lot of cheap defenders as well, don't they? So they've got Mariapa at 4.2 if people are struggling. Um, and Cathcart, 4.5. Potentially Kiko as well, um, if he's going to be fit to play um, at 4.2. So, yeah, a couple of enablers there as well. But um, I think the ones you picked out are the key players, Ben. Uh, Matt, what do you reckon to the next best fixture by the, the season ticker is Arsenal um, and they've got Crystal Palace at home and then Wolves away? Um, so, I mean, Arsenal are one of the big teams, I guess, and they've uh, sort of got two quite good fixtures. So I expect many people to try and get on Arsenal players. But the challenge of Arsenal is that there's very few good fantasy assets Um I think Lacazette and Aubameyang are the main two that people talk about and discuss. Um, although Aubameyang's quite pricey for uh, what is currently a substitute or a super sub at the moment, at least in the Premier League, because they seem to save them for the Europa League. Um, I've got Lacazette in my team. I think lots of other people do uh, because he does seem to be on quite a good goal-scoring run. And as I say, the fixtures look pretty decent for, for Arsenal and they're fighting really hard to, to get... Champions League spot um, so he's not a bad pick we'll see how he gets on on Monday evening um, and the rest of the team it's uh, a little bit more slim pickings because defensively they're not so great um, although I think they've had just a small turnaround in form recently um, so Leno in goal is not a bad price I think he's what 4.95 million at the moment um, uh, Klasenak is quite a good attacking um, fullback or wing back uh, at about five million. So he, I think he's he's tempted quite a few people, and there's always the chance of getting assists and attacking attacking points. Um, and then midfield, I think, is that's where it's most difficult because they just seem to rotate so often. Um, but I say, based on the Europa League, it looked like Ramsey was uh, is certainly playing to the end of his days at Arsenal rather than trying to ease off before his Juventus moves. So. Um, He'd be one that's, that's slightly tempting, um, but yeah, they're they're slightly tricky team to predict. Arsenal at the moment, they seem to one week be amazing, the next week be completely awful, like they were against Everton. Um, so yeah, yeah, you have the really tricky thing with Emery that he likes to switch the the kind of key attacking players um, around quite a lot and rotate them. So you never know if it's going to be, uh, you know, Ozil and Mkhitaryan. Or he might play a Bamiyang behind Lacazette and play a Wobi. Um, 
he likes to rotate though quite a lot. So even if you do get a start, you're not sure you're going to get 90 minutes and you're not sure you're going to get two games in a row anyway. So yeah, I, I agree. I think Ramsey's the pick of those attacking midfield players, but in the form he's in as well, it's just um, what he can do in the minutes he's given. Um, what do you think of the fixtures? So Crystal Palace at home and Wolves away for them. So I think any Arsenal game at home is pretty good because they seem to have really good home form this season. Um, and Crystal Palace uh, are safe now. Um, I mean, it might not be mathematically, but they basically are safe. So um, I think they'll turn up and play quite hard. But I think I don't. I can see that being a fairly safe win for Arsenal. And then Wolves away is a bit of an unknown one because I think Wolves are the team that have played better against the top sides than they have against the lower sides this season. Um, and of course, they've got nothing left to play for other than trying to win the battle for seventh place. Um, so they they might try for that battle, I guess. And they'll be one of the last games of the season in front of their home fans. So that could be a very tricky one for Arsenal, um, Wolves away. I think you've picked out something that's quite important towards the end of the season. You know, the, the games in front of the fans, I think that's where teams of this side of the season who don't have a huge amount to play for tend to put in their big performances and then sometimes hide away from home um, or, you know, take a break away from home. So I think Crystal Palace, that might be the case with them. Uh, you're saying they're, you know, mathematically safe. And also they're missing their two key centre-backs, Tomkins and Sarko, without whom things tend to fall apart slightly. Um, that's why I brought in Lacazette, because I, I thought that missing those two guys would have an effect. So hopefully that comes off um, and that's something for people to look at. But also with Wolves away, like you say, Wolves in front of their home fans and and liking playing against the big team. So yeah, good calls, Matt. Tricky Arsenal, mm. um, very tricky. Um, next up is Southampton. I was going to take this, but my voice is faltering. So I'm going to throw this to Ben. So Southampton, who do they have? They have Newcastle away and then Watford away. Um, so two away games isn't great, but Southampton um, definitely have the most to play for, whereas Newcastle and Watford don't really have too much to play for. Um, so Southampton are another team I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, Nathan Redmond, I think, is the one um, that people will will be looking at since he just braced this weekend. He's also really cheap. He's um, 5.3. But I think people have a couple of options in that midfield. Um, James Ward-Prowse, I think, um, people are looking at just because of his set pieces. And if you're looking for uh, an enabler, I think people have chosen Hoiberg before. He's at 4.4. And he he scored against Brighton, um, and I think he got an assist against Liverpool. So, um, if you want someone really cheap, um, Hoiber could be an option as well. Um, Armstrong too at five point one. Um, he's he did not play. He did not start against Liverpool, um, so he's more of a rotation risk. So maybe he's the lowest of the midfield options. Um, Defensively, I have a couple of, of Southampton players in my um, wild card. Don't know how sensible it is, but they're just so cheap. So I had Garden goal for 
And then Benderek and Valerie are around 4.0, 4.1 as well. Um, I think Bertrand is probably too expensive. Uh, I know he's a little bit more attacking, but he hasn't returned in a while. So he's probably not worth it at 4.8. Up front, I think nothing too interesting I'd be tempted by. Um, I know Danny Ings has started a couple of games, but he he doesn't play 90 minutes. Um, And there's a lot of rotation with um, Shane Long, who scored against Wolves. And I think even Charlie Austin is getting a couple of minutes as well. So I would stay away from the forwards just because of the rotation risk. So, yeah, I think a couple of options um, for Southampton. The only thing is they're two away games, but they, they definitely have a lot to play for. So um, I would figure they're, they're motivated. Um, Newcastle aren't great um, going forward. So even a defender might not be a bad shout in this double game week. Do you think Southampton are safe following, following their win over the weekend? You said that you've still got stuff to play for, but they're on 36 points. Um, Cardiff are on 28. Um, not many games left to go, and Brighton look to be the team in, in trouble. Yeah, I think they'll just they'll just want to um, make sure they're, they're, they're super safe, I think. Um, definitely the Newcastle game, and, and then potentially Watford, depending on if they get a result in Newcastle. I can't see them can't see them like uh being on the beach or anything <laughs> yeah i think that's fair enough i think um also the big thing that uh we've talked about with southampton is it's not just that they've got a good double game week although they're both away it's their end of season fixtures so 36 bournemouth at home um although bournemouth look good this week you know defensively away from home that could be tough then west ham away and then Huddersfield at home in the last game of the season so that's an amazing one for in front of your home fans against the worst team in the league um yeah uh, great fixtures for the end of the season for Bournemouth um, so those options you picked out definitely worth considering especially Redmond I think on the form from this game week um next up it is Wolves and I'll take this one because I'm able to talk again so Wolves have Brighton and Arsenal, both at home. Um, so I think they're the only team with a double game week with two home fixtures. So that's a big deal. Um, when we're talking about games in front of the fans towards the end of the season. Um, Brighton looking awful uh, in the game that we've just seen against Bournemouth, conceding five. Um, and that was at home. And this is going to be a way to a Wolves team who have shown that they are very good going forward this season. Jimenez blanked in the, in the game just gone, but uh, I think I was listening to the um, Always Cheating podcast and they were saying that um, they'd seen a stat that uh, someone had added up Jimenez's um, scores over two game weeks. So they'd, look, they'd looked at like game week one and game week two and then game week two and game week three and the averages were really high. Um, if he plays two games, it, you know, he gets he gets really high points, you know, eight, nine, 11, that kind of thing. If he might blank in one game, he might score, you know, 11 points in the next one. So he's a big contender for captaincy. I think this week, um, I don't think too many people are going to be put off by his, his blank in the last game week. Um, and I think Brighton are the perfect opponents, um, to play against, especially if they get a, a good result against Cardiff, where they might think they're, they're in a slightly better position. And t- slightly take the foot off the gas as well. Um, 
And next up, Arsenal, we, we said before, Wolves like playing against the big teams. And this is uh, a big team who don't like playing away um, and haven't kept a clean sheet away all season. So it's prime for Jimenez and Jota um, to terrorise Mustafi, who I, I think will be playing again in uh, Socrates's, um absence. So, yeah, Jimenez, same old, same old. Yotta, same old, same old. And Doherty's the only tricky one for me. I've got him in my wild card. I know a lot of people do. Um, it's just the minutes that he's he's getting. So in the last game, I think he was taken off on uh, 59 minutes. Oh, my God, 59 minutes. Um, <laughs> so annoying. Um, and, you know, I know they've had a they've had a um, FA Cup semi-final that's gone to extra time, so I can see why he might be tired and they might want to take him off. Hopefully that'll be less of a concern um, as the season goes on. But he he does like to rest him sometimes, so um, that is a tricky one. I think if you've got him, obviously stick with him, um, but that would be the only concern if you're bringing someone in um, and you're trying to decide on defender. Bolly, a big pick for a lot of people, got the header, um, came off for a lot of people who went Bolly over Doherty, so maybe he's the way to go. He looks guaranteed for the minutes and, you know, getting that goal, he can do it again, for sure. Um, apart from that, um, I think anything else is a little bit punty from Wolves. Um, budget option of Bennett, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if they're a clean sheet machine, um, Wolves. So maybe I'd be just looking for the players who are going to score attacking points, really. Um, so, yeah, as always, just three from Wolves for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's intriguing it. how they're going to um, pick themselves up after their FA Cup disappointment. Um, they looked a bit jaded um, yesterday. And I think, yeah, Doherty might have been rested, so maybe he'll he'll play the remaining games. And that's got some pride to fight for but um yeah i don't know if they're going to be on the beach it could be one of those teams that gets just suddenly flips to be on the beach once as soon as their um their season's sort of uh things to fight for are over the tricky thing i'm not sure about this and i'm going to show my ignorance here is they're fighting for seventh place with leicester and everton and seventh place takes you into europa league so getting into europe their first season in the premier league that's pretty big um but if Man City win the FA Cup, does that mean that they're, that the European places shift round and there's also then a place for eighth in the Europa League? Or does it not work like that? Do you guys know? I definitely do not know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Matt? I think you're right. Is it, it goes to the next in the league. Um, you're right. Yeah, so that would be 7th and 8th. But there's still a fight on their hands because Everton are on 46 points, Watford are on 46 points, Wolves on 47 and Leicester on 47. So there's four teams there um, uh, who could qualify for two spots in Europe because um, I think you know it's likely Man City are the favourites for the FA Cup. So um, if that does happen, then yeah. Do you reckon they fight uh, hard to get into the Europa League? This is what I wanted to talk to you guys about because I don't know because we've looked at Burnley this season. It's been an absolute disaster for them. Um, you know, the team was all over the place fitness-wise um, and they really struggled just pulling it out of the bag towards the end of the season. So do you think a team like Wolves with the ambitions they have are going to want to be in, in Europa, Ben? 
I don't, I don't, I'm not super convinced. I mean, they didn't really fight too hard against Southampton, lost 3 1. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about how much of a motivation Euro- Europa League actually is for some of these teams. But I, I think the, the, them being at home twice, I think is a better argument for them trying to put in some better performances for their home fans than, than necessarily Euro- Europa League is probably my, my read on it. The only thing I think about it maybe is that Wolves also have you know big transfer plans. They're not afraid of spending money and attracting big name players and having Europe is going to make that easier. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's all about the, the home games for them. Apart from this, they have Fulham at home in game week 37. So another reason um, to to get in those attacking players from Wolves. That fixture, quite a crucial one, I think. Um, next up, it's Tottenham. This is one for Matt. So tough one, away to Man City and then home to Brighton. Yeah, this was the one where everyone was going to like uh, triple captain Harry Kane for his his double, wasn't it? Because they had a uh, Brighton at home coming up, and he, he still had a good chance of scoring against Man City. Uh, but alas, he's he's injured, so everyone's gone for the um, alternative uh, Tottenham assets of Son, Eriksson. Uh, you've done very well to go for Lucas Moore. That seems to have come off a real treat so far, um, and I think Lorente's a nice sort of cheeky cheap striker, but. Um, he, he he sometimes looks good at holding the play up, but until he scores a goal, I refuse to believe that he's um a very good fantasy football pick. Um, I, I know that you can speak more about that one, Duncan, having having put him in your team in the past. Put him on the bench as well for his <laughs> twelve point haul. I'll go have the pain. Um, I think with Llorente, the thing to watch is um, obviously he played. I think he played well. Against Huddersfield at home and was probably pretty unlucky to not to get on the score sheet. But I think now that Sun's well back, it depends how it goes in midweek against Man City. But um, I think that they're going to have the option of playing Sun up front, um, more of supporting. You know, those three attacking midfield spots can be filled by Ericsson, Ali, um, Mora, and then Sun up front. So there may not be a need. Um, for Llorente. So I think that's just one concern um, over him. I don't think he's definite to start both games. Yeah. And so I think there's there's plenty of Spurs assets to pick from as well. I mean, in defence, um, they're not necessarily brilliant at the back um, for their for the price tags that some of the defenders have. But I think a lot of players have gone for either Lois or Trippier. Um, and then Lois came off with a clean sheet this week. Um, and Trippier, he didn't play, but that suggests that maybe he will play some of the future ones too. Um, and he's got a bit more of a free kick set piece threat threat to him as well as um, clean sheet potential. Um, so there's a, f- there's a fair few Tottenham assets that are, are worth picking. Um, and I expect most teams will have some in, so you probably need to get some coverage at, at a minimum. Um, but the, the question mark of whether you triple up and go all in because Brighton look um, a bit awful. And Tottenham at home look really, really strong. Um, I think might partly depend on how they do in the Champions League um, and whether they're going to be in the mood for like continuous resting because they've got a semi-final to look forward to. Or if actually uh, it's the end of their season, they just want to win as many games as possible to make sure they get fourth and, and to impress their new fans in their new stadium. Um, so they sort of watch, yeah, watch the Champions League before fully committing, I think, to, to Spurs. But 
I think uh, they're definitely one. I'm surprised they're so low down actually on the on the fixture ticker um, because I think Brighton at home on its on its own is such a good juicy fixture, and you can treat the Man City away game just as a bonus. I think you're right. I think there's not going to be a huge amount of points scored away to Man City. I think looking at Liverpool at home to Chelsea, I think it's going to be a similar kind of feel to this um, Tottenham away to Man City. I think Man City are going to be keeping the ball, stopping Tottenham from getting many chances at all. So I think even if they do score a goal, it's only going to be the one. Um, and, you know, picking that is, is pretty tricky. So um, I think, like you said, yeah, Brighton at home is the big one. It's not far off Huddersfield at home based on their performance this game week. So, um, yeah. And I think you mentioned Trippier. I think, I think he is a risk because I think Walker Peters has been playing quite well in the games that he has been played in. Um, and Pochettino does like to rotate. And I know that Trippier has had injury problems this season and fitness and form problems as well. So that Brighton at home, if he's tired and he's just played two games against Man City, um, both away, I, I can see that being very similar to the Huddersfield at home. Walker Peters comes in again, um, so I think that is that is a rotation. But apart from that, yeah, um, good shouts. Um, ben, what do you reckon to your favourite team, Man United? Um, possibly a bit ignored at the moment. Uh, are people sleeping on them? Uh, Everton away and Man City at home. Uh, no, <laughs> I I think Man, you are in really really bad form and um i did not choose any man united players in my wild card um we struggled again against west ham and were very lucky to win i think people who chose pogba um such as gary got away with it a little bit um he he's playing essentially defensive midfield he's not really getting into the box as much as he was earlier under um, Solskjaer, um, but obviously he's on penalties and he took his two pens really well. Um, so maybe you could choose him for that reason. I just think uh, United are just in really bad form. And these are actually, I think, really two tough fixtures because Everton are, are actually playing really well right now, um, which you, you probably saw when, when Arsenal played them, especially at home. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. And obviously playing Man City is is difficult um, in in itself. Um, I think the only thing is maybe Rashford. Um, he looked bright when he came on against West Ham, but again maybe there's some rotation because we got we got to go to Barcelona as well, where Rashford will definitely play. My guess is um, most of the game. Um, I don't love the Man U defensive options either, just because um, we're not we don't keep clean sheets so uh, I know some people have Lindelof um, at 5.0 who, who's the cheapest and probably the best option but again you saw he got rotated this weekend um, for Smalling and Jones so um, you can maybe make a case for Pogba and Rashford but other than that I, I'm staying away from, from Manu assets um, I know we're in a top four fight but um, my prediction is that Tottenham and Arsenal get in the top four uh, just based on form uh, and Manu and Chelsea miss out. So uh, I, I will back that prediction and not not pick any Manu players. I, yeah, I've done the same thing. So, so annoying to watch the game and see Pogba smash in two penalties. Um, but, you know, 
that will happen at home for Manchester United. We know that. Um, I think just the one word of caution on Rashford, you're saying he's a potential good pick, but you did mention the Barcelona game. I think they're going to be doing a lot of chasing in that game, as a lot of teams do away to Barcelona. So probably going to be quite tired. And yeah, you said uh, chance of rotation. I think that's pretty key. And maybe even, you know, rotating in that Everton game within mind of Man City at home, which I think Man United are really going to be going for. So if they're going to rotate anywhere, it's going to be Everton away. Um, so you might not get the full 90 minutes. I don't think you will get the full 90 minutes from Rashford in both those games. Um, yeah, yeah what, so I agree. One one other thing is if you if you look beyond the double game week, we have Chelsea after Man City. So it's another reason really not to not to bring in Manu plays at this stage, I think. Yeah, it's more about 37 and 38 for me. Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home uh, for the end of the season fixtures. Those are pretty amazing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with you, Ben, and hop off till then. Um, next up, I think it's me with uh, Brighton. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a good person to speak about this because I've tripled up on Brighton and captained. <laughs> Brighton uh, expert. One of defenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brighton expert, Duncan. Um, so I'm going to be pretty keen, I think, on shifting uh, at least one of my Brighton defenders. Um, I'm not sure which one at the moment. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Shane Duffy because he, he retains that goal threat. But I think one of the other two is probably going to go because these are tough. Um, they are double game week fixtures, but they are tough. So um, I'm going to say it again. Um, again home games towards the end of the season are a big deal even for teams that don't have anything to play for um we're not sure if wolves are fully motivated or if they've got their flip-flops on um but wolves away for the first one uh, i think that's going to be tough and tottenham away even tougher so um for a team like brighton who are in the form they're in uh, heads are down anthony knockarts throwing in late tackles and um, losing his head. Chris Hutton is looking absolutely furious. Don't think there's a particularly positive atmosphere around there. And I think they're going to be playing against the Wolves team who are going to be trying to impress the fans and a Tottenham team who we've seen at their new stadium are really pumped up for these games. Um, so, yeah, I think the Brighton Express, even if it does okay against uh, Cardiff at home, I think this is a bridge too far. I think they're going to be top of a lot of people's lists to shift out. Um, maybe to Watford defenders or Southampton defenders if budgets allow. Um, yeah, I think steer clear and especially steer clear of um, strikers because they are rotating them quite a lot. So Duffy and Murray and Andoni, I think just avoid. Duffy is also a bit of a striker for them, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Matt, what do you reckon to Man City? They've got Tottenham at home and Man United away. So it's about as difficult as it can get um, fixtures-wise, but then it is Man City who are the top goal-scoring team in the in the league and are gunning for the title. So be really fired up um, if it wasn't even if it wasn't just a Manchester derby. Um, I think everyone's got to have some Man City assets uh, because they're just such an explosive team. Um, and this week, uh, De Bruyne and Sterling have sort of put their hand up um, as t two of the best ones to have because they both look on form. They both look absolutely essential to Guardiola in, in the big games. Um, 
And so I expect that despite Mazzardi being the perennial uh, <clears throat> rotation risk every week under Guardiola, uh, they're more sure of starts than many of the others. Um, Aguero is the other really big one up front um, who, who didn't find the net this week. Uh, Jesus is back, so there is definitely potential for some rotation. But throughout the season, he's been really good and hasn't rotated as much as people expected that he would do. So um, he's another strong pick um, if people have the budget for him. Um, and then in defence, I think a lot of people have gone Laporte um, or Edison uh, because they also don't tend to get rotated at all. And Man City are pretty good, decent at the back. Um, so their fixtures are really difficult, but then Man City just are a good team and you sort of want to have their, their players in, um, not just for this double, but also for the rest of the season. Um, and so I think it's sort of the, the usual crowd um, are pretty good uh, for, for Man City. The the interesting ones is if you want to go for another one, a cheaper cheaper one in midfield. Sane looks a bit in and out, but he could be a really good differential potentially. Um, as could Bernardo Silva and David Silva, um, and even Gundogan's getting some games and uh, sort of uh, he does seem to chip in every now and then uh, with some decent points. So there's, there's definitely lots to think about of Man City assets, uh, even though they've got really difficult games. You're still wouldn't want to not pick like one or two of them um, for your squads. Would you, if you had one free transfer um, to spend, which I'm sure a lot of people do after wildcarding, would Man City players be somewhere you'd be going or would you be looking at other teams? Would you maybe consider bringing in those Man City players after this double game week? I mean, I think you'd, to, to be able to afford the, the really top ones, you'd have to have the budget already. So you'd, it should probably be in your plans. So if you've got loads of money, then obviously people like Sterling and Aguero are premium assets uh, that are almost fixture-proof. And so I think if you are in the market for an 11.5 million striker, then Aguero is pretty much the best one you can get. Um, if you're going for like someone like Bernardo Silva in the sort of 7.5 sort of bracket, then I think you, you're probably right that there might be better, better assets elsewhere um, because it would be such a risk um, whether he gets the games or not and whether he scores the points. The reason I ask that is because I look at those fixtures and I look at the way that Man City played uh, away to Tottenham in the Champions League and how tight it is at the top of this title race and how um, how much pressure and how much concentration there is there. I just see them narrow narrowly winning games rather than going out and you know, getting hatfuls of goals, um, especially against the big teams. I like. I, th- I think Guardiola sometimes likes to play quite conservatively against the big teams, um, especially away from home with that Man U away game. Um, I think I've, we've seen it quite a lot this season, so I'm just concerned that that might be the case. They might be trying to, you know, play quite controlled football, control the ball, um, and snatch goals uh, when they can, and then just control the ball again and close the game out that way um so yeah that's my only concern yeah do you think that's fair i mean i think it's a, it's a good shout um and i'd say if you look on their previous fixtures against the big teams um except accepting that tottenham result uh their main assets still seem to have got points even if it's been maybe a tight or low scoring affair so um so you can think back to aguero scoring some um pretty key goals in those games sterling chipping in Sane as well, I think, has done it when he's been on form. Um, I think you remember him scoring against Liverpool, I think. 
Um, so I, I still think they are good for a goal or two and you can sort of in a quite you can predict that their premium assets are usually involved in those those goals just the way that Guardiola plays it doesn't tend to come from a random spot their goals and so therefore they're still worthy of consideration even if it could be some tight low scoring affairs okay fair enough um I think from what I can kind of deduce there's probably only two teams left worth talking about we've come to the aim the end of the double game week fixtures there's two teams I want to talk about. First up is Bournemouth. Um, ben, this is one for you. Bournemouth just scored five um, against Brighton and they've got Fulham at home. What do you reckon to that? Yeah, Bournemouth, such a trolley team because they've been in really bad form. They have nothing to play for, really. And then they go and put five against Brighton away. Because um, I, I had David Brooks for a while. Um, because they they had a good they good had a good patch of fixtures and then he didn't do anything, um, but he got some points yesterday as well. So, yeah, I think it's it's not a bad shout. Um, I think most season FPL players know know who to get from Bournemouth these days. It's Ryan Fraser, um, who got sixteen points yesterday. I think he got a goal and two assists and bonus. Um, David Brooks, the cheap option at 5.1. Um, he got 12 points yesterday. Uh, and then up front, Callum Wilson is back and looks like he's back in form. Um, he got 15 points yesterday. Um, so those are the, those are really the key standouts. Um, Josh King started against Brighton, but amazingly didn't score any points. Um, so, yeah, I think depending, depending if they... Um, are still into playing their good football and not maybe less pressure. You could you could see them putting a couple against Fulham. Although Fulham managed to actually win in, in the first time for a while yesterday. So um, maybe Scott Parker has them playing a little bit better um, because a 2-0 win against Everton is definitely um, a good result. So, yeah, I think if you if you have kept hold of your Bournemouth players, definitely keep them for this this game week. I wouldn't I wouldn't be bringing them in at this point, though. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. It's tricky, isn't it? Because maybe if they had good fixtures for the end of the season running after this double game week, um, then they'd be more worth considering. But they've got Tottenham at home, Southampton still you know, fighting South Coast Derby away, um, and Crystal Palace away at the end of the season. So not, not the best. Um, so I think, yeah, you're right, Ben. If you've got them, keep them. If you haven't, just watch those points roll in and shed a tear for what could have been <laughs> but but you probably have to be sensible um last up i think the last team worth thinking about is liverpool um of the single game because with cardiff away i think cardiff away is a great fixture but i don't think it's just this fixture on its own that we have to consider it's cardiff away uh in 35 and then 36 it's huddersfield at home um which is huge and Following that Chelsea uh, home game, well, Liverpool at home to Chelsea, we've just watched. Um, Liverpool fans and team are so pumped up, so up for this title race. And Cardiff and Huddersfield are woeful at the back. So, I mean, Ben, I know you've got Mane in your team already. We, we all have Liverpool defenders. Is it crazy to say, OK, it's double game week, but with my free transfer, I'm going to bring in a Liverpool player this week? 
Matt, what do you reckon? No, I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, if, if you want to get Mane, Silva, uh, not Silva, um, Salah, then they are really good points per game average, and therefore they'll probably beat. Like if you if you sort of flipping the coin between them or a Watford asset, who I think we had as sort of maybe top of our fixtures, um, you'd probably still say that um, Cardiff away is a good enough justification that they could outscore them just in that one fixture. Yeah. And towards the end of the season running, it's two home games out of three. Huddersfield and Wolves at home. Um, Newcastle away. So it's another reason uh, yeah. maybe to be going with them. I mean, the intriguing thing for, uh, if, if anyone's in those tight super leagues uh, or mini leagues uh, as we get towards the end of the season is those that go, for, do you go for Salah and all that extra budget that it requires to get get him or not? And um, it, we, we, it's yet to be seen whether he, he continues that, that stunning strike today with like uh, getting get back onto some sort of boasting form again, um, which makes him I essential th- or not. I think the tricky thing with Salah is the position he's playing at the moment is quite wide right so i feel like unless he's in that outrageous form from last season which he was to be fair against chelsea where he scores these incredible goals individual roles then it's tougher for him i think to score points than it is for mane who in the way the team's set up he's able to get in into the box a lot easier i think the team is set up for him to do that a lot easier so um yeah I just think Mane, budget-wise, and um, the way he's playing, I think is probably a, an easier and a better option. Would, would you, you double recommend? up? Um, no, I don't think I'd double up. Um, I think I love a double game week, and I think if I had one Liverpool player already, I think one Liverpool attacking player already, I think that would be enough for me. I think you know it's going to be... Mane or Salah for me, but um, yeah, I don't think I would would double up. I think I'd consider one of those as enough cover for this game, and then maybe bring in the other one for thirty six. Ben, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Um, that I think that's my plan. Is I'm I'm happy with Mane for now, um, and I think actually maybe one is enough to cover. He just—I think he has the same points output given given current form, but it's just cheaper. Yeah, the other big thing that I think we should talk about is Liverpool defenders because Cardiff away—they're really struggling for goals. Cardiff, Liverpool best defense in the league, and then they've got Huddersfield at home. You've got to see those as two clean sheets if they can keep a clean sheet home to Chelsea, um, and. I think defenders in this double game week are slightly um, hard to find good defenders. Um, so I think maybe that's a better way of doubling up is saying, instead of going for the two attacking players, if you've got a Liverpool defender, maybe getting another one in is a better strategy. You can guarantee more points potentially and set you up for the rest of the season um, a bit better as well. You know, yeah, I think maybe that's better. What do you, what do you reckon, Matt? Yeah, I mean, we had this, I think, debate didn't we a couple of weeks back game weeks back about um, everyone's tripling up for the um for the blank game week on liverpool and do you go two attacking and one defender or two defenders and one attacking and i think it literally changes week by week um depending on their form and and who's performing about how attractive that is um 
So certainly on the back of today's performance, um, they look really fired up. They look really good. It's obviously a lot easier to get two defenders and afford them into your squads. Um, but next week they might concede a stupid sloppy goal uh, against Cardiff and then suddenly it all lurches back the other way again. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think I think we probably leave it there um, for the fixtures previews. There's a lot of other teams playing, but um, single game week is maybe what, not the best fixtures in the world, so people are probably going to be ignoring them. Um, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and, and talk gut punts, clean sheets, captains and transfers. Okay, whipping boys for game week 35. Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Who do you think in this double game week is going to be the whipping boys? Um, so I, hang on, is, is, is this is going to score the most goals or is going to concede the most goals? Concede the most goals. Um, We've only been doing whipping boys for the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> but usually you just choose one fixture where this is like a double. So it's like a, this is a bit of an intrigue and in, in flipping it around. Um, so I, I think uh, Cardiff are going to concede um, a lot of goals to Liverpool. Um, on current form, so they'd be my whipping okay. boys. Okay, uh, Ben, what do you reckon? That's a good shout. I, I think Brighton will run them close because they have two fixtures. So Brighton have Wolves away and then Tottenham away. I can see them conceding quite a few goals in those games, which doesn't feel great as I own both. Duffy and <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? What have we all done? <laughs> so you're going to go Brighton? Yeah, I'm going Brighton. I'm totally with you on that. Um, yeah, I think Brighton are going to concede more over two games away than Cardiff will um, in one at home. Um, yeah. So Brighton are our whipping boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What have we done? Good job we didn't chip uh, up on them, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, okay. So we've got our whipping boys sorted. What about uh, clean sheets? Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Can you see a, a clean sheet or a good team for clean sheets? Um, so... I mean, the fixtures are quite tough, actually, aren't they? So there's no like standout performers. Defensively, I think they're tough because the teams with good defensive fixtures don't have good defenses. Mm. They sort of like yeah, completely balance each other out. So there's no like, well, that's definitely going to be the the one. Um, I guess Watford have Huddersfield, and so in the sort of the the age old predict that Huddersfield won't score. Maybe but Watford even then it's have even a good chance. Away. It's a way, which makes it tougher. Yeah, but they have then Southampton at home afterwards. So, I think across those two game weeks, there's definitely a chance that a strong chance that Watford get a clean sheet. Okay, so you're going with Watford, Ben. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going Liverpool. I think they their defenders could score a lot of points against Cardiff. Yeah, I I tend to agree. They would have been my top pick as well, which is so funny in a double game week. Um, I don't see a clean sheet for Arsenal against Crystal Palace and Wolves, um, which is pretty shocking. Um, Southampton, I don't see a clean sheet because I think Newcastle, towards the end of the season, Rosie Perez loves it. Um, and I think 
that's in front of their home fans for Newcastle, so that's tricky. And Watford away, Watford, the potent team attacking. So I think probably Wolves, um, that Brighton at home fixture, I think is a big one. Um, and, you know, keeping things tight against the big teams, they've done that this season. So Arsenal at home, potentially there as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Wolves. Okay, back to you, Matt. So I'm going to go for Man City to get one clean sheet against either Tottenham or Man U. Um, just because those big games can be low scoring and therefore you might get um, a clean sheet just because it's a really edgy affair. Fair enough. Okay, over to you, Ben. Yeah, I think I have one more, which is probably Newcastle at home to Southampton. Decent shout for clean sheet. Oh, even with Redmond in form and Southampton really with something to play for. Yeah. Benitez okay. is annoying. Yeah, he does love a clean sheet. I think last up, we haven't mentioned, is Tottenham with that Brighton home game. Man City away is tough, but like you said, Matt, sometimes those are quite tight, close games. Um, but I think Brighton at home, that's, that's pretty good. And they've got two fixtures, so um, even better chance. And then I think we probably leave it there. Um, next up, gut punts. Let's take a look back over our gut punts from uh, this game week. So, Matt, you went for Camarasa, which is still all to play for. Yeah, quite annoying, really. Uh, he should have got a penalty, shouldn't he, uh, to to put away. He's in my team as well, so I was uh, for once I was sympathetic to Neil Warnock this week. I didn't see that. What happened? Um, so they had about three fairly good shouts for a penalty in the match, uh, where you think it should, should get probably at least one or two of them. Um, I think there was a couple of handballs, and then there was what looked like a pretty obvious trip in the area, um, and all three of them, he thought, yeah, that that's. That's, that should be a penalty. And often the referee will sort of see a few of them in a row and then maybe just give give one after a while uh, on the assumption that he probably, probably one of them was. Um, but he was having none of it and um, didn't give him a thing. It is more entertaining, though, when Warnock doesn't get what he wants, isn't it? Oh, yeah, usually. Um, I mean, it's very rare that I have a Cardiff player in, in my team. So this was like the one time I actually wanted them to, to get a goal. Um, so it was slightly frustrating. But Kenneth has got another Thanks game. Crossed. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. got Brighton and we know how good they are at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and they, they love a, a late tackle as well. So potentially more penalties there. Um, Andy went for Deli Ali, didn't play um, because of his hand injury, being rested for the um, Man City game. So no points for him. Ben, <laughs> who did you go for? I went for Anthony Knockart who did worse than Deli Alley. He got a minus <laughs> got a minus one and and misses the next um double game week fixture. So good job by me. Nice. I am I am full of it because um for for once a gut punt actually returned some serious points for me. I went for De Bruyne. Um I think he got eleven points, which means I am off the bottom of the gut punt league. I've overtaken Andy and Ben. I'm into third behind Gary with no chance of catching either Gary or Matt. But at least I'm I'm not in the shameful position that I've been in for weeks and weeks and weeks since it started. Um, still all to play for this race for relegation in the Dutch punts league. It's been a low ball competition this one, hasn't it? It has. Apart from that, um, Gary went for Matt Ryan. Um, so in a way, he tripled up on Brighton. Um, 
or double down, however you want to see it. But that's still to play for with Cardiff at home. Um, what about this week? Ben, who are you going for your gut punt this week? So in an effort to do well in this league, I'm just going to choose Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> who I think still amazingly is under 5% ownership. So, yeah, he will be my pick. Pretty solid pick, I would say, um, following on from this week. Um, and with two two games to play, that's pretty good. Um, Matt, how about you? Um, can I just say, it's, it's meant to be gut punt. So it's meant to be like... Just a, just a feeling that you get rather than um I had like, I had that the very the very obvious the yeah the very obvious <laughs> massive player like potentially best player in the league could he do well <laughs> uh, well I definitely had that feeling about him last week I think Ben is jun- jumping on my bandwagon to be <laughs> I mean yeah it's allowed I just want it noted <laughs> <laughs> um, okay who do you reckon I'm going to go to the Nathan Redmond. Um, after his brace uh, this week, and he's got a couple of all right-ish um, uh, fixtures. Um, so, yeah, Nathan Redmond. I think that's a really good shout. I think, um, yeah, Guardiola saw something in him. Maybe it's coming out of him now. Maybe he's the he's the next player to go to Man City. Um, yeah. I think it was his first brace in like two years, so um, I, he might not might not continue this form, but it's worth a punt. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for fixtures and I'm going to go for the team top of the fixture ticker and that's Watford with Huddersfield away and Southampton at home and annoyingly Gerard De La Feu is on 5.1% ownership so I just priced out of him which means I'm going to have to go for Decore who my uh, my brother Ali tells me is playing in a new more advanced attacking role and his form definitely backs that up two goals and two um I think he's had the most shots for Watford off over the last four um so yeah Decore is my pick mainly because I'm I'm kind of I'm not picking him for my actual team at the moment and he's a kind of player I would never pick he's that kind of midfielder who I don't really think should be scoring or assisting but does um so yeah Takori is my pick and hopefully he can come off with, with me and give me no points in the actual game um next up should we talk captains and transfers um matt i'm going to come to you first um so i'm going to wait for the the last moment to make uh transfers at this time of season because uh it's not like i'd gain much by uh sort of gaining team value much at, at this point um so the main two candidates I've got is Camarasa and Vardy, um, who just have single game weeks. Um, and I'm in the back of my mind thinking about which Liverpool assets to get in, but do I get them in this week, um, which might be for a hit, or do I have to get them in next week? Um, so I'm sort of weighing up whether to just sort of uh, go with those two for this week, and that's partly dependent on um, Camarasa's game midweek. Um, or do I uh, do I do a transfer now um, to get some like Marnie in um, and and sort of uh, then downgrade Vardy to someone cheaper? Uh, but I'm not sure just yet. Okay, but those are that's what you're thinking at the moment. That's what I'm thinking at the moment. I mean, uh, there could be injuries as well, so uh, that might all change come the come the deadline. The big big question this game week because I don't think it's an easy one at all I don't think there's a lot of candidates who's your captain so 
it's uh, on my strikers at the moment. I've uh, sort of got Jimenez currently captain and Lacazette vice captain, um, but I don't feel strongly about them. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. It's not, not easy. No, and potentially Liverpool players in the mix as well. Yes, very strangely. I mean, we've got they've got less explosiveness potential because they've only got the one fixture, but um, that would be picking on form, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. Okay, Ben, how about captains and transfers for you? So, I will be moving out Camarasa either for Delefeu, if he shows that he is live against Arsenal, or Nathan Redmond. Um, based on his performance against Wolves. So that's definitely one transfer I'm making. The question is, do I take a hit to remove one of my Brighton defenders? Um, Because I could potentially do Shane Duffy to Kalasinac for a hit. It's so sad that it's Duffy and not Dunk. Yeah, Duffy's just more expensive. I don't know if I will, though. I may just... I may just keep rolling with the whipping boys, Duffy and Dunk, <laughs> into this week. Because so I don't know if it's worth a hit. Because as, as we've talked about at length in this pod, not a, gra- a ton of great defensive options for the double game week. Um, hits are so tricky at this time of the season when you're really trying to eke out as many points as possible. Yeah, so I may just may just do my Camarasa move. I, I agree captaincy is super difficult this week. On my boss team right now, I actually have it on Aguero just because I think very little rotation risk because Pep will play um, Aguero against the big teams. And and with Manchester, you never know. I think, I mean, game week 26, they beat Chelsea 6-0 and Aguero got a hat-trick. I do fancy him to score against either Tottenham or United, so... Right now, it's on Aguero. I could maybe be convinced with Lacazette if he does well tomorrow. Um, but yeah, basically, I don't know. But for now, it's on Aguero and Sterling as vice. There are so many different kind of problems to be aware of. Like, you know, there's Europa League, there's Champions League, there's rotation from that and form from that, isn't it? So it's, it's hard to be making decisions now. But I think, yeah, good options, definitely. And I, I like the shout on Aguero. We completely ignore, ignored Man City this game week at our peril and we went with Brighton. So going with someone a bit more reliable, I think, seems seems sensible. Um, for my team at the moment, um, yeah, transfers, I think it's going to have to be Brighton. They're, I think they're the big problem. A tripling up was, I, I think, a bridge too far. Um, and I think... It's going to be, I think I mentioned before, so it's going to be Dunk or Ryan to come out. Um, most likely Dunk because making a goalkeeper transfer isn't the most um, yeah, exciting or likely to get you particularly large amounts of points. Um, I like um, I like Kalasinac as well, I think. A uh, bit tricky with him being subbed at halftime the other day. Um, not this game week, but the game week before. Um, but I think he's just such a good attacking outlet for Arsenal. And uh, if he plays, then he's very likely to get some points either by a lucky clean sheet or or by attacking returns. And I like attacking defenders. 
Um, so yeah, that's where I'm looking. I think apart from that, I would like to bring in Sterling, um, having had him hurt me this week and and knowing that he's the player that I really am kicking myself about. I do have a hell of a lot of money in the bank. I've got like 3.8 million in the bank. So I could change um, one of my Tottenham midfielders, Ericsson or Son, to, to Sterling um, or bring in a Liverpool midfielder. So I think I could, I'm not sure I could go as far as Salah, but I think I could go up to Mane. Um, I'll have to check. Um, and then captaincy um, is going to be on, at the moment on my bus team, it's on Jimenez, um, which is tricky to know uh, if that's a good idea because we have talked about flip-flops with Wolves. Um, yeah, so that's where it is at the moment. I hadn't considered Lacazette as captain like you guys have, but um, yeah, I'll look forward to the Watford fixture and see how he plays in that and crucially see who starts and plays the most minutes in the Europa League against Napoli, um, because I think that'll have a big factor on who actually gets time on the pitch uh, against Crystal Palace at home, which is the big one. Um, yeah, I think that's us. Um, if you don't follow us already on Twitter, we're at FPLFFanatics. Um, get in touch with us there. Um, and yeah, give us a follow. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you guys. Um, I think unless you guys have anything more to say, then say goodbye, Matt. Farewell. Come on, Lacazette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joining the Arsenal fan club. Yeah. Sort of a uh, weird one to try and save my save my game week this week, but also uh, I want him to be that captain next week to make it a bit easier for us. Be honest, Matt. Uh, were you happy with Pogba scoring two goals for Man United this week? <laughs> I'd rather that one of them got saved but he put in the rebound uh, that would make me feel happy <laughs> uh, say goodbye Ben goodbye and I'm looking forward to Duffy's clean sheet against Cardiff and him getting a brace against Cardiff I personally am looking forward to Matt Ryan's hat trick <laughs> Thank you.